Hello and welcome to another episode of Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN, a show all about learning how to achieve your goals and dreams as a business owner or someone just looking to be successful in their life. And I'm one of your hosts, Adam Bankhurst, and I'm very glad to have my dear friend Ron Greenbaum back on the show. I missed you last week, Ron. How's it going? It's going well. Yeah, I'm sorry. I I, um, had to take a break last week, but... uh... It happens with old people once in a while. <laughs> I was going to say it happens when you're just so famous and wonderful. You got to get out of the spotlight for a sec. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, it sounds like our guest today, actually. Yeah, exactly. But yes, we do once, as always, have a special guest with us and uh, a friend of mine as well, who I'm very glad to always get a chance to speak to. Chris Volpe, who is the president of Multivarious. It's a you know Columbus-based game development studio, who is also the founder and executive director of GDEX, and who's also the founder and president of Ohio Game Developer Association. Is there anything I missed, Chris? Because that's a lot of founders and presidents, and I love to hear it. Uh, I'm sure we could add some more, but I think that'll yeah. suffice <laughs> for the moment. Well, that's awesome. Chris, thank you for taking the time to talk to us today and all our listeners means a lot. And uh, yeah, I just, uh, how how you doing? How are you holding up in all these crazy times? And what's, what's been new with Chris Volpe? Uh, yeah, we're doing, doing good. Uh, obviously we're still in COVID world. Um, so we're all working remotely, uh, which hasn't been too bad of a transition since, you know, everything we do is digital and up in the cloud. So, um, but I, I do miss, uh, you know, we're, we're a creative agency. We, we work on a lot of different artistic projects and sort of like not being in the same room together is missing. You, you just sort of miss that, that juice that, that happens on creative endeavors, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then well, like, so what, what are some of the big, bigger projects that you've worked on in the past? Cause you, you work on gaming stuff, but you also help a bunch of people in the Columbus community. I know you've done stuff for Nationwide Children's Hospital and I think the zoo and other places. So what kind of stuff have, have you guys been working on? Like some cool big stuff, top level. Yeah. So we call ourselves a, a gaming studio, um, which we are, but also, uh, we use the term gaming very broadly. And I think that's where, um, we sometimes throw people off. So, when you're looking at a lot of stuff in uh, virtual reality, augmented reality, um, people are using mixed reality now as a term. Uh, a lot of that stuff is based on gaming tech. So you may have heard something like uh, Unity or Unreal, two pieces of software that are commonly used. So when we work with places like Nationwide Children's that you mentioned, um, we've worked with the University of Calgary's uh, Medical Center. Uh, we're working on a joint venture right now with a... Uh, an architect to create a way to do rapid translation of architectural models into virtual reality. Yeah. All of those things are using the interactive user centered uh, processes for uh, that games use all the time. And then of course you've got the 3d art aspects of it, um, visual sound, um, all of that stuff. So we get to like take a lot of these cool things that we've learned from um gaming and gaming techniques and apply them to a whole host of other industries. That's pretty fancy stuff. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. And you know, we've, we've, we go way back, I think, well, what's it been now? Probably almost 10 years, I think. Since, yeah. <laughs> since yeah, we you, met. you helped with the first GDEX, um, which is a, a gaming, it's the, we call it the Midwest premier gaming expo, uh, the GDEX.com. And uh, you were there for the first one and this is year eight for that. And I'd known yeah. you before that even got off the ground. Yeah. And what exactly is GDEX for people who aren't familiar? Yeah. So GDEX is a local, uh, local to Columbus uh, expo. It started as a way, like I always joke, like we're, we're not event planners. We're not, we didn't set out to like make this thing. Right. 
But uh, we just wanted a way for our, our local community to be able to showcase what they were working on, figure out some like interesting ways to like share their projects or maybe network and, and connect with each other. And so the first year we were going to do it, uh, we partnered with one of the student groups at uh, OSU. Just going to be a small event. I think we had like 13 exhibitors. We didn't really have any speakers. Um, we were going to have you know, charity partners um, like with uh, Extra Life that you all work with. But it really wasn't designed to be like a big thing, you know, just something for an afternoon for Columbus devs to, to get together. But about two weeks before the event, which was uh, third week of September, we just got blown up with all these people, like people wanting to speak and sponsor and, and, and exhibit. And I was like, well, I mean, what do we do here? Like we're two weeks away from our event. We can't really like move it, can we? Uh, and I, I decided, I was like, you know what? We're getting all this attention. I don't know if we're going to get this attention. I don't even know where we're getting it from. Like we must've gotten posted to some blog or something. Uh, or maybe we hit that that uh, SEO Google place that y'all like to be. But um, we decided to push it back. First weekend of December, biggest blizzard of the year. Heart, like bringing all of our, not? yeah, bringing all of our stuff in and the sleet and snow at six in the morning. But we went from thirteen exhibitors to thirty three. We added all day speaking sessions, and uh, originally we were like, if we can get fifty, hundred guests to come to this besides us, we'll consider that a win. Uh, we ended up with over seven hundred and fifty people from eight states and Canada come to it. So that sort of started everything off. Uh, now. Eight years later, um, well, this is a weird year because we're, we're doing it virtually, but the past few years we've been at the convention center. Uh, so we went from OSU to COSI. We outgrew COSI. Then we went to the convention center. Um, and then this year we're, we're trying a, a virtual event. Yeah, it's uh, it's been awesome to see it grow and be a small part of it. And it was funny because, you know, when back when we had that first GDEX, I've, I've done a lot of work with Extra Life, which is like a video game marathon that raises money for the Children's Miracle Network hospitals. And we were we, we had an event the same weekend that we didn't even realize. Like I, I hadn't met Chris before and everything. And I like saw this thing going on and I'm like, what what is that? So I just walked over and as fate would have it, Chris and I met and have done some really cool stuff since then. And it's just uh, it's funny how those things happen when you try to put you know a foot forward to make things happen. So happy to see the success that you've built, Chris, and more than what's going to happen in the future. Yeah, thanks. I'm, I'm a really big proponent, particularly um, in our industry and in other uh, creative spaces, but it, it applies to uh, pretty much anyone. But you really have to work together with folks. Um, the games industry in Ohio, in the Midwest is, I mean, compared to New York and California and a few other small pockets, it's non-existent. So if we're going to be successful, if we're going to turn Columbus and Ohio into this, this hot spot for this industry, then we're going to have to work together and we're going to have to find like-minded people that um, see the vision of, of what it could be. So I'm always trying to push this, like, imagine if we had a Hollywood of gaming here in Columbus. Hey, Chris, you know, one of the things, obviously, whoever does, you know, the best marketing wins, but, you know, what does it take to make it bigger? It takes two things, probably money and, uh, the effort and also, you know, the marketing strategy of, of doing that. Uh, I was going to ask you where Columbus ranked and you just answered the question before I, I asked it. But uh, obviously there's a lot of young people here, the university, mo- more than one university. And uh, I would think that uh, it, you could grow a pretty good segment uh, and a good, uh, you know, program here in, in central Ohio or in the Ohio area. 
Absolutely. Um, so when, when you look at like industry hotspots, like a, you know, or a center of industry, um, you need a few things, uh, and this is in no particular order, but you need a strong educational framework. So you need to be able to attract students and prepare them for the, uh, the, you know, their career. Um, you need, in our case, the technical infrastructure, but sometimes it can be the physical infrastructure, which Columbus is well suited for. I mean, we're a huge tech city. Um, then you also need the jobs. You need the, the businesses so that when you're attracting these people, they have somewhere to go. So going back to the educational component, uh, Ohio actually has some really strong educational programs. Uh, we've got Columbus State, OSU just started uh, a program. You've got Shawnee State, Miami, Ohio University. Uh, Kent State's doing some great stuff. So we have some really strong programs. But then after that, there's not a lot of places for students to go to start their career. They have to leave the state. So we have all of the places uh, and parts needed, except for the one thing, which is the fourth, which is you need funding. You need the money, the capital to start these businesses up. And that's where places like you know Silicon Valley and California, they just trounce us because they can afford to start up these businesses, um, you know, small teams could be two, five, 10 per person teams that eventually grow into these larger studios. Or even if they stay in the, you know, five to 20 person range, that's still a sizable business that's capable of sustaining itself. It's using services. Um, and that's where, that's where we're struggling. So that's kind of the drum that I like to push on a lot. Uh, is to just make sure we have those those funding and government support opportunities. Yeah, and, I, and I'd, I'd love to dive into that a little bit more. And you know, the Silicon Valley thing and how that quite possibly could be changing a little bit in the future with you know the advent of you know remote working, especially with COVID. You know, making people realize that hey, maybe we don't need to be spending so much money in San Francisco and everybody moving out there. Absolutely. So. We're going to be uh, discussing that a bit more and a lot more of Chris's story when we come back to Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN after this short commercial break. Hello and welcome back to Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN with your hosts Adam Bankhurst and Ron Greenbaum and our special guest Chris Volpe, the president of Multivarious, founder and executive director of GDEX and founder and president of the Ohio Game Developer Association. And we are back to continue Chris's story and talk a little bit of how he's you know making a name for himself and, and the company and the video game industry in Columbus because, you know, Chris, I, I know there's... There's probably no one better in Columbus who's making a difference as much as you are. And it's amazing to see the growth you've happened. And I do kind of want to dive into a little bit about how Columbus compares to Silicon Valley. And because, you know, you you hear so much about these incredibly talented, uh, talented developers and everyone, once they get an opportunity, they they move out west because that's where the jobs are. That's where the big studios are. Obviously, Silicon Valley is there. You were talking about that a bit in the past segment about how the money's there. But, you know, things are changing and I'm curious how much you have seen that change in the past few years. And also, how is this COVID pandemic and, you know, I think forcing companies to realize, hey, maybe we don't need all these like huge expensive offices in San Francisco. Maybe we can do a lot more work from different places. How is that? How do you think that will impact kind of the future? So I know it was kind of a big question, but, <laughs> but I was I would love to get your thoughts on some of that. Uh, absolutely. So I think we're already seeing uh, a even before pre-COVID, we were already seeing a lot of changes. And one of the things I've noticed here in Columbus is over the past, I don't know, say five years, I've seen numerous industry professionals that have been in the industry for 10, 15, 20 years 
just they're coming back to Columbus or Ohio in general. And they're just, they're tired of living in San Francisco. Like they want to come back, be closer to family. And they're either starting their own stuff up. They're moving into academia or like you said, they're working remotely. So I have one colleague who has been working in the game space for I think 18 years and uh, he moved back and he's like, uh, I'm just going to work remotely. And they're like, well, we don't really want you doing that. He's like, well, then you're going to fire me. And they're like, we'll get back to you. And the next thing you know, he's working remotely because he was just tired of being away from his family and and, and working um, away from Columbus. So I, I think that that's one part of it. Uh, we're just getting a, a, new, a group of professionals that are now, that have matured within the industry. And then the second part is, uh, and this is, you see this with some of these larger companies, they're just tired of paying these exorbitant rates to have a building in the middle of San Francisco when they don't really need it. You know, yeah, it, it only gets more expensive and less and less space. It's like the San Francisco's not not increasing by size any anytime soon. Yeah, I think this is, and I work with uh, people like Jobs Ohio and um, One Columbus and others because there really is an opportunity. If we could put that ping sort of back to what Ron was talking about uh, last segment with the, the marketing, like if we can show people that there's something happening in Columbus, then you can start attracting the eyes of maybe an Activision or an EA or somebody like Unity or Amazon besides, the, you know, just simply their, their server farms. Um, then you can start getting some like mini headquarters here, get some satellite offices. Now you're building on something. Now you've got places for people to go. So what I'm, I've been trying to do is sort of a grassroots level, small startup, grow that up and make that attractive. And then let's see if we can bring in one or two satellite offices from some of the big players and, and turn that into something because, and I'm not being hyperbolic here at all. There is no competitor right now in the Midwest, in, in my opinion, and what I've seen to some of the stuff we're doing in Columbus, not even in Chicago. Um, and so, you know, Indianapolis is doing some stuff. Pittsburgh's doing some stuff. Um, Chicago is doing some stuff, but they, they have a lot of trouble working together. It's a very like fractured city. Um, Madison is doing some things, uh, but Columbus and Ohio, like their GDEX, which is, you know, our, our gaming expo, there's no GDEX equivalent in the Midwest. Like there just, there isn't one. And so that we have the opportunity to really capitalize on that and build on that. If we can get the right kind of local support, one of my one of my fears is looking back, you know, five years from now and being like, we had all the pieces in place, but we just could not get over that hump. And then someone else in another city beats us to it. Yeah, that is definitely the big. Well, you fear, know, but- one, one of the, Chris, one of the things they were uh, attempting to do was uh, kind of make Columbus the next Nashville. They hired a music czar and. Uh, yeah, I work with Bruce. What's going on with COVID now? That's kind of fallen by the wayside a bit. But uh, again, you know, there there's certainly people that are willing to that agree with you that you know we we can put Columbus on the map in a lot of different ways, and possibly that energy and even some of the the financial resources that uh, we're going into. Uh, that program might uh, shift uh, to gaming and to some of the things that you want to do. I mean, Columbus has brought some big uh, conventions in, you know, uh, Quarter Horse Congress, things like that. But, you know, a lot of these things are uh, 
falling by the wayside. Again, the, the thing that uh, I think will be interesting is to see how your vu- virtual event, while again, you want to obviously eventually be able to bring people back together, you know, we don't know when that's going to be. And I've seen how some of the virtual events have gone. But what's great about a, an event like yours or anybody else that's virtual is you can, uh, while you're, you know, you may be streaming it initially, you know, it's uh, you're recording it and people can watch it at their leisure or participate. It. We That's what we've found out in some of my businesses that we get the big play after the fact, not necessarily during the event itself. Absolutely. Uh, that's one of the just beautiful things about uh, streaming technology, YouTube, um, even games in general, uh, is that we have time. We have a time horizon that can often lead to a lot of success. So some of the biggest streamers you, you've heard of or some of the biggest YouTube channels, they were around for three, four or five years before anybody knew anything about them. And then they exploded. And that's definitely happened with games. Um, and I, I think as far as COVID goes, I'm viewing it as an opportunity. Yes, it sort of puts a ruffle in the feather of GDEX because uh, a lot of people really view GDEX um, almost as like a family reunion where they get to, they get to this is the one time a year they, they meet with the people that they don't get to see in person, you know, and they'll go have lunch or grab a beer with them and, and we're going to lose that, right? And that's okay. Like, wh- I think what we have is, is a pretty interesting idea. Um, and I too, I've seen some of the other shows uh, that have gone virtual as well. And one of the things that we're doing, um, Adam, you kind of asked this a little bit ago, that I think is a little different is instead of just simply being a, a show where you're watching a YouTube video and maybe interacting with um, the speaker, we're kind of turning it into a, like a TV channel. So if you imagine like an old retro or UHF channel, or I've been saying like old school MTV where there was music videos and then there was like animations and like little mini movies. And then it would jump into like, I don't know, Beavis and Butthead or whatever. That's kind of what we're doing. So we're going to have guests on speakers on that are going to talk about the industry. But then we're also doing some charity stuff, um, working with Make-A-Wish this year. Uh, we're going to do a beer tasting and showcase with a uh, land grant. Um, so we'll get to taste the beers. You'll just have to assume that we're telling you how good they are, I guess. Um, but I, I, it's going to be something that that I hope people can have on in the background while they're going about their day. Uh, and if something catches their eye, just like a normal TV channel, they can kind of watch it. Uh, but Ron, to your point, we're also recording it. So if you can't catch it live, we'll post it up on our YouTube channel and you can come back to it uh, time and time again and, and be a part of it. Um, and, and I think just remote work in general, I'm a big fan of being in the same place from a creativity standpoint, but it doesn't have to be, we are in an industry that, that doesn't have to be like a nail in the coffin for us. Uh, and in fact, March and April, uh, were the two best months, uh, revenue wise in games in like 15 years. Um, so COVID it hit hard, a lot of industries, but for those that had games out in the marketplace, um, for the bigger companies like Microsoft and Sony and Nintendo, it, it, those are like the two best months they've had in a long, long time. Yeah, you can't. I mean, you can't go out to movies, you can't go out to parks, you can't go out as much. So, what do you do? You stay at home and 
you've already watched through all your Netflixes and binged everything. And what's now there's games you can play. So it's, it's a perfect excuse for a lot of people that are stuck at home. It's an, it's, it's kind of an escape, you know, obviously we, we know how animal crossing did because it was kind of like, Hey, go to a beautiful Island with your friends and hang out and don't worry about all this craziness going out there. So it's a very interesting thing to see for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I think gaming is, in my opinion, I think it's the next storytelling medium. Um, and we're going to start seeing some really exciting stuff coming out of it. Um, and, and we're already starting to see that. Definitely. So, well, we'll dive a little bit more into what this future looks like in our next segment on Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN right after this short commercial break. Hello and welcome back to Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN with your hosts Adam Bankhurst and Ron Greenbaum and our special guest Chris Volpe, the president of Multivarious, the founder and executive director of GDEX and the founder and president of the Ohio Game Developer Association. And, you know, we've talked a lot, Chris and Ron, about how the video game industry has evolved in Columbus, what needs to happen, you know, the things Chris has noticed in his in his world and everything. But You've you talked a lot about kind of what the four things or what Columbus may need, but let's assume that you got this funding, which you obviously deserve, which I think, I mean, everybody knows, I mean, not everybody knows, but everybody should know that the video game industry is bigger than TV and movies combined, and it's only growing and it's evolving and it's only going to be a bigger and bigger part of our world, you know, with the onset of 5G and, and esports taking over and being on ESPN and all this stuff. It's it's not going anywhere. So once once people finally realize how valuable this is more so than they do now and you get the money, what what would you do? Like if you had carte blanche to say, all right, I am in charge of making Columbus this next hub. What what does Columbus need? What do you see? Wow. Uh, so I'll also go ahead and send you the uh, blank check and you, you, <laughs> can, you can sign that for me. <laughs> you got it. Um, yeah. So I think there's uh, quite a few things that are just sort of foundational that we can start at. Um, and one of my, one of the things I would like to do is create a physical headquarters for gaming and esports, but using uh, that as a satellite institution for uh, places like Ohio University, uh, Shawnee State, Kent State, to help develop an educational pipeline, then you can take that and you can bleed that into a startup ecosystem or you know an accelerator incubator, if you want to call it that. Um, so I think that, that's the first part. I think the second part is establishing the gap that we have right now between being able to start up a creative tech, uh, which is the term I've sort of been using, a, a creative tech uh, company, and being able to get it past its initial point of, of survival. So uh, most startups, those early you know, year or two, those are always like the hardest years to, to get past. Um, it's almost doubly or triply so for software companies because it's a lot harder to move from idea to, you know, to concept, to design, to release than it is to start up like a, a retail establishment and start generating revenue. And so that's always been a little problematic with software is it generally takes 12 to 18 months to get a piece of software out the door to the point that it can start generating revenue. And that's where the, the initial investor funding is so important. Because um, your software, to be honest, your software is a hot mess until, you know, at least 12 months into any sort of thing, if you're making like a really strong platform or, or whatever. So being able to provide the services that can help with that, 
uh, I think is, is going to be foundational to, to getting these startups to pop up. And then we can start to see them grow into to larger studios. Then the third part comes into letting people know what's going on in Columbus and getting them excited. So if, you know, you and I, Adam, we go to, you know, quite a few gaming events, conferences and whatnot, but imagine being able to go out to San Francisco and talking to people and being like straight up, just, Hey, Columbus is the next spot for games and creative tech. You need to be there. And they're like, well, tell me more, you know, being able to get people excited. So now we're attracting talent at a minimum. We're attracting uh, potentially larger companies to start uh, being part of that ecosystem. Uh, and we're bringing in that, that investment money. So the investment, you know, I apparently, you're, you're giving me all the money I need for anything. But <laughs> exactly. there's going to be other startups down the road, right, that are going to start to need funding. So the more money that we can bring in um, that is is either, uh, you know, smart money, they know about the industry and, and they're capable of helping, um, or they are willing to try things that uh, typical institutional investors in Ohio generally aren't willing to do. Um, and that's been you know, sort of problematic at, at a high level is uh, video games are seen as entertainment products, even though the, the breadth of what we do, like I said, we do stuff in insurance and healthcare and education. Um, there's lots of different areas that we're involved in, but it's still seen as an entertainment industry and entertainment has this, um, high risk kind of moniker associated with it. Um, and so Ohio investors haven't really put a lot of money into, um, that. And we see that that's not just in games. We see that in music and film, uh, and other areas as well. Um, but I think if you, let's say you write me a check and I spend the next three years doing that, I think by the, the end of those three years, Columbus is going to have a 10 year head start on any other Midwest uh, or sister state industry. Um, so. Well, Chris, you know, I think you could be at the right place at the right time because, you know, what Columbus was known for for many, many years is a retail mecca, obviously, with limited uh, brands, the limited, uh, all the uh, Schottenstein companies. And with what's happening now with the malls and online shopping, things like that, there's a big change. And those folks have a lot of money. All, all the people that, again, have uh, Columbus is, is known for that. And the per capita income is tremendous. And I think that there are some people that uh, probably are in this market that would be uh, interested in uh, a venture capital uh, program for gaming. I mean, to me, again, while I'm not a gamer, but I like, you know, I invest in certain things that uh, you, they may be high risk. And, you know, what you're talking about is, you know, there's a burn in anything you do. When you open a restaurant, you know, you open the door and if you do it the right way, you can make some money, you know, pretty quickly, but, uh, or same thing with the retail store, but, you know, brick and mortar. But what you're talking about here is, you have a longer burn cycle and you just have to keep putting money into the program by, because really what you need is talent. And like you're saying, software development, which does take forever. I've been involved with plenty myself over the years. So you're exactly right. But uh, again, I think your timing could be really good on this. 
I, I would like to like to hope so. I think um, I feel like I've been ahead of the curve for the past five years or so. Um, just going to these events, talking to people. Um, you mentioned talent. That's one of the great things about um, how we've gone about our business. So Multivarious uh, started out as the commercialization arm of our community group, and it was it was supposed to help you know community members get their products ramped up and, and out the door. Uh, and at the time, you know, eight years ago, our, our group was, you know, 150, 180 people. We're now almost 2000 members. And that doesn't count the GDEX community, which is a separate community, which is, you know, multiple thousands. Uh, you know, we were expecting around 4000 people this year uh, as an in-person event for GDEX. But what that uh, gets us access to is just this wealth of talent. Um, and one of the things I always kind of find humorous is I go to a lot of startup entrepreneur events. Um, and the main thing I hear is these companies, they need developers, they need dev help. They're, they're always searching for people. I don't really have any trouble finding people. If I, if I need someone, unless it's some kind of like weird language or something, um, I can usually reach out to our community and there's people that are excited to be a part of it. So I think um, if to Adam's point, if we could get the, uh, the fires burning, not only would we capitalize on the folks that are already here uh, in Central Ohio and Ohio, um, I think we would start to see a lot more folks coming back in from the coasts, um, coming back to their home, um, being involved in in this. Um, so, I think I think also all you have to do is just put up a sign that says, "Get a three bedroom, three bath apartment for the for the price of a studio apartment in San Francisco." That's really all you need to say. Oh, totally. I well, I can't. You know, that's changing a little bit. I know it is. That's true. Yeah, I can't believe that what some true. of my colleagues are paying oh for God, it's one bedroom studio apartments. Um, it's it's something, man. I know. Like I, I know there's like I I know someone who lives in a in a studio who shares a studio with someone that they like put a cover over to divide it. That is like more expensive than my first apartment. That was like, like two bedroom, one bath. It's like, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. I, I also, uh, you know, I'm not a big fan of sort of like the shucking and jiving, but there is something to be said about the, the FOMO, you know, the fear of missing out component where, uh, to your point, Adam, we're starting to see all these, these big wins, these big stories happening in gaming um, just in common, you know, time magazines writing about it, just, you know, oh yeah, those kind of things. So I think simply us just planning a flag in Columbus and being like, we are doing this. We're going to be a center of industry. We have X millions of dollars devoted to this. That alone is going to start attracting a lot of attention, probably add on follow on capital, um, and talent seriously considering giving Columbus a, uh, an eye. Yeah. Without a doubt. So yeah, I mean, hopefully someone is listening out there. We, we get through that and we get that money because I think, like I said, I don't think they'll be disappointed. I think Columbus is the perfect place for it and it deserves it. There's a lot of great people doing great work. So oh, um, we only, unfortunately, oh, sorry, what just one last thought because like I, I, say, I say this all the time, but there are so many talented, dedicated, passionate, oh creative God. people in Columbus, um, and all all they need is a little little bit of assistance. Exactly. So, and you know what, you're doing a big thing about that with GDEX coming up in a little bit. So I think in our last segment, we'll dive into, you know, what's actually happening in the future and how people can get involved. So make sure to stay tuned to Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN and we will be right back.
Hello and welcome back to Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN with your hosts Adam Bankhurst and Ron Greenbaum and our special guest Chris Volpe, the president of Multivarious, the founder and executive director of GDEX and the founder and president of the Ohio Game Developer Association. And unfortunately, it's my least favorite part of the show because it's the final segment, meaning we have to let Chris go soon, which is very depressing. But we're going to make this last segment count. And, you know, we've talked a lot in the in the show about Chris's view on the games industry and why Columbus is the perfect fit, why, you know, he's people like him have been, you know, building, planting the seeds for Columbus to take that next step and really be, you know, the leader in the Midwest and, and ideally beyond. Um, but this last segment, I do kind of want to focus on GDEX and how it's evolved into this, you know, TV station or online event and also when it is and when, how people can get involved. So Chris, I'd like to just give you the floor to kind of talk about a little bit of the story of the evolution of GDEX into this year and what people can look forward to. And like I said, how they can get involved. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, first off, uh, GDEX, G-D-E-X, uh, is, uh, our gaming and creative technology expo typically in person, but, uh, as we've spoken about, we're doing a, a virtual event this year. Uh, the website's thegdex.com. And um, we're actually right in the middle of a, a game jam hackathon right now. And it's going to be uh, wrapping up next Friday, which is a week before the, the official event. So uh, October 9th through 11th is our official event. We are broadcasting it for free over Twitch. Uh, so our GDEX Twitch channel. But if you want to sort of take part in it uh, by networking or asking questions for speakers, or if you just want to support uh, the event and the community. We have uh, tickets that will hopefully, fingers crossed, be going live this afternoon, which Wednesday, so it should be live by the show's time. Um, that will be $20 for the entire weekend, and you can buy those on the gdex.com uh, website. So really... And what does that ticket get you again, just to make... So uh, that will get you access to uh, our, our, a platform where you can ask questions to the speakers. Uh, you can network with other people in the industry. Um, we're also going to have some fun little events and things. And then we've got a series of more developer-focused talks that will be in the platform more than through the, the front-facing uh, Twitch channel. Gotcha. Um, but uh, to, your, to your sort of first question, um, GDEX is really just a platform to help be people be successful and then to introduce folks to what gaming and creative technology can be. So uh, an easy example that I always use is virtual reality. Most people still haven't ever had a virtual reality helmet on. They've, they've never been in VR before. And VR is one of those things that you just can't really like explain it. Unless you're in it, you, you can't explain it. So coming to GDEX uh, gives you an opportunity to have an experience like that that you know you can't really have many other places. Um, we also have game tournaments. Uh, we bring in people from uh, across the country. So what's kind of interesting, and, and I, I still have to get like over this in my head, is that GDEX is actually a national show and international. We had guests from 25 states and Canada come to it last year. Um, we're looking at, um, we've got exhibitors from, uh, Mexico, Israel, Australia, um, and Canada currently on our slate for GDEX 2020. So we're already attracting people from across the country 
Um, but really, we, we just we want to be a place where people can come together in a positive, constructive way, uh, experience this this medium that they love, and then get to see new cool things that you, you just really can't see anywhere else. It's uh, it's really like you said, it's a great thing to see for yourself. And um, how exactly is so is it's going to be is it going to be a twenty four hour stream? Is that kind of how it's going to roll? Um, yeah, so GDEX, we're calling it GDEX TV, is going to be a 24-hour stream with uh, noon to 8 uh, our time is going to be like live content, us doing interviews. Um, I know you're going to be on with us, uh, helping us out. And then yeah. after 8, we're going to like pull in uh, old content from GDEX's past and put those up. So the stream, we want the stream running for 24 hours uh, a day for those three days. That's, that's the goal. Um, and I should mention too, uh, just because that's how we originally got connected, but we do a ton of stuff with charity. Um, so to date, if you look at all of the contributions that we've either made directly or the partnerships that we've done with things like able gamers and extra life, uh, we've helped raise over $250,000, uh, since the the beginning of our show for our various charity partners. Um, and every year we have a, a different uh, charity partner. Sometimes we have two. So uh, this year we're confirming uh, Make-A-Wish uh, as one of our charity partners. And, and we'll be making a couple other announcements over the next uh, week or so. Um, but we, we want to try to work with everyone we can to, to help them be successful and then we can be successful. And then both our guests and our developers and exhibitors can be successful. Yeah, it's a uh, it's an awesome thing, and it's it's really a great thing to be a part of. And are you going to be involved at all, like on camera, on screen? Are you mostly, you know, pulling the strings behind the scenes? Uh, me personally, yeah, yeah. No, I uh, I've made a commitment uh, this year to actually be on screen, to be doing interviews and conversations. Um, it's hard for me during GDEX weekend because. I'm just running around everywhere oh, like I'm yeah. trying crazy. to solve problems <laughs> or, you know, a speaker might be coming in. So I'm kind of talking to them. Um, and I get to, one of the cool things about being in charge is I get to invite all these people from the industry that like I want to meet and I want to talk yeah. to. Yeah. So then the I get to kind of like gush over them for a little bit. <laughs> um, but it makes it hard for me to be at a specific time or place uh, for the in-person event. Um, but this year, I'm going to, I'm going to try to be on as many, uh, panels and conversations and, and things as I can be. That's awesome. And you know, Chris, and, and if, if oh, wait, keep going, I would say one sort of last thing is cause I, I'm actually one of our special guests. Uh, Michael Laron is a, a writer, um, whose YouTube I've been following. So I kind of want to write a book just personally. Yeah. Um, and so I've been following him and he's going to be one of our speakers this year. So I'm really excited to have him and, and to talk to him and, you know, we're a gaming expo, but we've got tons of stuff. So if you're into game design, computer design, um, art, animations, that kind of stuff, we got plenty of things. But we also have we have lawyers coming in talking about how to start up businesses. Uh, we've got one lawyer who's going to do a talk about the Apple Epic showdown that's been going on. Um, we have got uh, voice actors. We've got musicians. Um, we've got all sorts of people coming from all sorts of spaces, marketing and branding. So there's a lot you can learn, even if you're not necessarily even into to games itself uh, there, Ron. Um, there's a lot you can be involved in and a lot you can learn. 
Well, that's that's super yeah, exciting. Yeah, I'm a lot today. That's sure. <laughs> that's I, great. I, I think it's exciting, actually. Uh, you know, anytime you can be involved in in growth and development, particularly, you know, you're still kind of a baby industry, even though it's been around a long time. People like myself, or you know, the this age, uh, we're not necessarily involved. But uh, again, it's it's something that certainly from an investment standpoint it sounds very interesting yeah and hey chris if if there is someone out there who wants to give you that blank check you so deserve or if people want questions about you know your story or how to get more involved in the games industry in columbus or beyond how what's the best way for people to reach you uh yeah the best way to reach me is either through my email which is chris at multivarious.com or you can get me on uh twitter and instagram at volpe creates so I'll, i'll check those social media as well that's awesome. Well, Chris, thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode. And uh, we really wish you the best and look forward to seeing what else you do in this awesome city of yeah. ours. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for having me. Right. Definitely. And Ron, thank you. Listeners, thank you. If you want to be a part of the show, you can send an email to hello at growlikeaproshow.com. And as always, we go live every Saturday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on 610 WTVN and podcast services around the world. So we really hope you guys have a great day and or night. No, we love you. And we will see you next week. <laughs>